Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Whether you need a portfolio to showcase your work, a store to sell your products and services, or a blog to share your ideas, Squarespace gives you a powerful online platform to make your next big move known to the world. With Squarespace, you can easily create a website by yourself using user-friendly templates and customizable features. Simply add and arrange your content with just a few clicks. Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code HUSTLEPRO10 to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow a side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews. So let's get started. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome to the guest chair, leading celebrity stylist, Felicia Leatherwood. I've been following her business for a while now and was really pleased when I reached out with a cold email and she accepted my offer to be on the show. Felicia's hairstyles have been featured on such high profile stars as Issa Rae of HBO's Insecure, Oscar Award nominee Ava DuVernay, Grammy winner Jill Scott, as well as a host of other celebrities, entertainment executives, rising stars, and beauty entrepreneurs. With over 26 years of experience, Felicia also conducts hair care workshops for audiences around the globe under the brand Loving Your Hair with Natural Care. Felicia's solutions and work have garnered her the Hair Whisperer title, as she is known for miraculously restoring health, beauty, and vitality to her clientele's hair. She went so far as to conceive and manufacture her own detangler brush that allows easy detangling of all natural hair types. On today's show, Felicia gets into how she got her start, how she started working with celebrity clientele, and the biggest and most expensive mistake she ever made in her business. Let's get right into it. All right. Welcome to the show, Felicia. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm excited to have you. So tell us, tell the Side Hustle Pro audience a little bit more about your career path before becoming a leading celebrity stylist and the natural hair whisperer. Oh, my God. Well, before all of this, I basically worked in the entertainment industry behind the scenes. So I worked at BET back in the day um, doing everything because you end up having 10 jobs <laughs> working <laughs> working there. And then I left there and I went to Virgin Records and I did A&R assisting for a while with some some rap groups back in in the, the 90s. And, uh, and then I was at a few other places and I ended up at Warner Brothers. And during that whole time of doing all that, I was a home stylist. So I would like do hair at home. I would do all my friends' hair. I was a braider first, um, and I decided to go to cosmetology school because I wanted to be legal, and I really enjoyed it. It was a hobby that I made money from, and so I decided to go to school and get legit, and uh, I basically thought I was leaving the entertainment industry to do that, but of course, as you see, I'm, I'm back in, and in, in, <laughs> I got real back in <laughs> the natural hair movement, So, and I love it. I love it. So when you went back to cosmetology school, were you working still and were you doing that like side hustle? Mm -hmm. I was. Well, you know what happened? I built up a clientele at home. 
So the money that I left um, making at Warner Brothers, I basically was able to give myself that through braiding hair and doing hair. That's so cool. Yeah. So I just basically like parlayed that money and I went to school with that. So it worked out really well. And what did you do after you came out of cosmetology school? So did you immediately just open up your own salon or? No, right after cosmetology school, the boyfriend I had at the time, his mom was going to one of the premier salons in Los Angeles and they catered to Black Hollywood. And so she said, hey, you know, you do natural hair. They're looking for a natural hairstylist. You should think about coming over here and meeting this guy. He runs a salon. So I was like, okay. So I went and met him. He said, well, call me when you graduate. And a month later I did. And I went and worked there. And at the time there was a guy, I forget his name. And he, his mother went to manage him. So she left, she was a natural hairstylist. So she left and I became the natural hairstylist. And that's when I met like Joe Scott and Will Smith and Anthony Anderson and all the great people I got a chance to do hair on is through that salon. You were at this awesome salon, the premier salon. When did you realize that you could start your own business using what you've learned plus the clientele that you have? Uh, I think, you know, first of all, let me just say, back in, um, when I graduated from high school, and I'm going to tell you something very different from what you probably get. Uh, people always think, and I'm not saying that you cannot be successful without college, but people always think that the only way to success is to have a degree. And really success is, is, is determination. It really is. So if you're determined to do something, you're going to keep doing it because until it becomes successful degree or not. And so for me, when I graduated high school, I didn't want to go to college just yet. Like it wasn't something that I wanted to do. Um, and my parents knew and they didn't want to put the pressure on me about it. So I, so I wouldn't, they were like, well, there's no point in you racking up a student loan if you, you, you know, you're not, you're not going to really stick it out. And so, but my mom was like, well, you got to do something. So they put me in uh, the entrepreneurial class at the Urban League. Urban League Youth Services used to offer free classes to uh, help minorities basically get into the workforce young at an early age and have some kind of knowledge of, of what it is to work in, in corporate America. So I took these classes and I took an entrepreneurial class. And I think that's what kind of sparked a lot of where, where I decided to go with my life is that class. And then they place you. So my first placement job was to be at the front desk at BET. And working at BET is when I worked, like I said, 10 jobs. And working those 10 jobs was where I met like Serge the Entertainer, all these people because I would work on um, Comic Comic View and Rap City. And so when I went to do hair, honestly, I just wanted to do hair. I didn't care. I wanted to braid hair. I wanted to make women feel beautiful. I wasn't trying to be in the entertainment industry. I didn't even know what I wanted out of doing hair. I just knew it was a hobby that I loved to do. And when they came into the salon, those celebrities that were up and coming, they remembered me from BET. So they came to me to get their hair done. And that's what really pushed it to like the, the next level, I think, of where I am today is the love I got from the people that remembered me at BT as somebody who had 50 jobs. And none of them, <laughs> none of those jobs were doing hair, by the way. No, I always like to break it down a little bit more because I really am curious about 
that decision to go out on your own, package your services and just do something that you're able to do now, which is like work with someone like Issa Rae or work with someone like Viola Davis. When did that come about? Oh, man. Well, okay. So there are a few things that happened. When I started doing hair and <laughs> and I loved it, there came to a point where I didn't love it anymore. And the reason I realized that that my hobby started feeling like something I had to do in order to make money. And I think it's really important for people to identify the joy in their work. And that's that's one of the lessons I learned is how can my work always feel good to me and fulfill me? It should never, I know it's going to sound so contradictory to what people think, but when you want to build something, money is not the first thing you should think about. The money's going to come. It always does. What you should think about is how to perform a good job, how to be professional, how to make sure that you are supplying something that supports the needs of others. Whenever you have those in line with what you're creating, the money creates itself every time. It always shows up. And so I think people don't get that. I think they're like, okay, the money, well, how much can I make? And when you're chasing the money like that, it, it changes the dynamic. My work is very spiritual for me. So I go into a place that is based on me knowing that it can only be successful me believing that I can create more than what I have every time and me giving support and jobs to the people around me that uh, work in the same field as I do. So my business is based on that. And I asked for a business that came out of love that could be created from love. And based on that, I've had great success in my career. I don't even know if that's the question you asked me, yeah. but I think I must have wanted to tell you that. So, <laughs> No, no, that is, that's perfect. And that segues right into my next question about the goal and mission of the larger brand you built out, which is loving your hair with natural care. So when did you develop that? At which stage of your process? Well, that was kind of in the beginning. After I looked up and I started feeling like, well, what else goes on with hair? I, I don't want to just style hair. I want to empower women. I want people to feel good. I want young girls to feel wonderful about, you know, their hair and their, their beauty and their skin. And as always, I sit and I'll meditate on something and I'll just kind of wait for the answer. You know, um, every now and then I'll go off and talk to a few friends and other people that might be doing the thing I want to do. But for the most part, I'll just put it out in the universe and just wait and see. And I woke up one morning and I heard, you need to do these hair workshops and teach women like the basics of hair because a lot of women don't know how many times to shampoo and when to condition and all these things that go along with understanding your hair. And I said, you know what? Okay. Now, I didn't even think about, once again, the business or the money part of it. I just knew that I wanted to empower women to understand their hair. So it came together, oh my God, so easily. You would not believe, like, it came together. <laughs> it was unbelievable, the help I had when I decided to do this. My friend had opened a salon up, and she wanted to bring more business into her salon. And I said, well, hey, I want to do these workshops and educate women. Can I do it at your in your space? She was like, sure. And she was in Beverly Hills, so it was a premier location. And... I invited friends and family 
And I had maybe 18 people at the workshop at that time. And I made a list of all the products I talked about so they wouldn't have to take notes. I even asked my ex-boyfriend at the time to come and videotape it so I could turn it into like a video so that other women could see it across the world and learn from it and hopefully invite me to their city and town to educate. And it worked out. I just stepped out on faith, honestly. Like I just believed I could do it. And I've always been like that. Like anytime I start something or I'm doing something, basically like it just tends to work. Now, what I also want to know is what led you to develop a niche focusing on natural hair? You know, besides the obvious that you're a black woman, like you could have focused on many things. You could have wanted to show that you're versatile across cultures. What made you really hone in on natural hair? Because I myself, um, no one ever understood my hair growing up. My hair is 4C and people didn't understand because they were always basing you know, what kind of hair you have uh, on your color of your skin. And it's so crazy. They think if you're, you know, dark, your hair should be difficult and hard to deal with. And if you're light, you should have this so-called like good curly hair and, and, and everybody's different. And so growing up, you know, I wasn't dark or light. I'm somewhere in between. I'm like a caramel something with kinky hair. And nobody understood it. They just didn't get it. And I said, you know, I started learning how to do my hair myself as a young child. And I was like, okay, I only want to do this kind of hair because I feel like we're left out. You know, all the girls that grow hair really long, they get it easy. That's This is what I thought as a kid. Like, oh, they get it easy. They, their hair is slick and they can jump in water. And, you know, <laughs> so I was like, I want to just empower natural women to understand their hair. So I just made that be my focus, mostly because I knew what I was going through and I figured I couldn't be the only one. There had to be other women who no one understood them them or their hair and I needed to provide a service for them in that way. Right. And the thing I really appreciate about your work is the styles you showcase. It's like all of a sudden people realize like, hey, you can do fancy dress up styles with our kinky 4C hair. One of the, the ones that I remember distinctly is um, I believe the actress's name is Tiona. Oh, Paris. Yeah, yes. Tiana Paris. Tiana Paris. Mm-hmm. And when you did that updo for her, I mean, you guys, I'm going to have to link to this in the show notes. <laughs> it was like incredible. <laughs> and transformative for natural women to be catered to that way. Yeah. So let's get into the business a little bit now. I know you said that the money wasn't your first priority, but when you realized that you needed to formalize a lot of the business elements, where did you start? What were some of the first steps you took to transition to entrepreneurship? Uh, you know what you do? You you have Everybody has this wonderful list of resources that they never use called people you know. <laughs> and I went through the people I knew. I looked at possibly, I didn't do too much. Like I didn't take any public speaking classes. I didn't sit up and have anybody tell me how to public speak or any of that. Um, but I did connect with a friend who I felt had connections in terms of how to put a business together. And she was the person who said, oh, you need an event, right? Then you need to do this. Then after that, you need to do that. And then the other stuff just came to me because I'm a party person. So I used to do a lot of like party, socialite kind of parties at my home. I used to have a group called Queens of Prosperity back in the day. 
And what we did was it was to empower and uplift women. It was like a support marketing group. So women, about 20 women would come over to my house that had their own business and they had five minutes to stand up and really just talk about what it is that they do. And then the other women would in turn go out and support them. So and if you're somewhere and somebody's like, oh, I need a really good painter, an artist, and I want black art or I want Latino art or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, I have a girl in my group. She does that. I'll hook you up. Or if they needed a fish trainer or a chef. Like, so we had all these women in Queens of Prosperity and, and people have been asking me to bring it back. I don't, I don't know if I can make the time, but it was a really good group. So I already knew how to like put things together where people would come events and, and different kinds of things where people would come just on my own from, you know, being a party animal. And I just used my resources. I just contacted people who I knew were doing things that could help give me great advice. And, you know, I never had like a mentor. And I remember since I've been in this business, a lot of women ask me to, you know, to mentor them. And, and I'm like, okay, sure. Do I know what a mentor really does? No, not exactly. But I figure if they need me, I'm here for them. I'm here to talk to them and they need advice, give them what I know or connect them with someone who could take them farther. And I, at one point was like, I don't have a mentor. I think I need a mentor. And I simply heard a voice say to me, you can be your own mentor. What you need are people who are like-minded and support what you do, who can give you advice, but you can also be your own mentor. And I was like, ah. So sometimes we put power in people, but really we just need people who understand what we're doing and our vision to give us great advice. Now, you're working on here right now. Are you in a physical space that you've built out or are you just traveling to work on hair? Both. <laughs> I work from home sometimes. I do a lot of consulting and different things uh, from home. But mostly, especially with the uh, A-list clients, I go to them. I go to where they are and do their hair. I'm on set. I'm at photo shoots. I'm at their house. I'm kind of everywhere. I'm a little mobile. And sometimes I got to fly, you know? Mm. And how do you juggle your A-list clients who are sometimes at the same event, right? And, you know, what's what's a typical week look like when you have these clients that you're juggling in different cities or in different sets? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know how I do it, especially on Emmy Day. I think Emmy Day was like the, the probably the most stressful I've been in a long time. And that was just because I decided I could do five people's hair that day. I don't know what I was thinking, but that's what I did. I won't do it again, <laughs> but it was a good lesson for me. It was a good lesson. You know, that brings up an important point that I don't ask enough entrepreneurs, but it brings up an important point about getting past your mistakes and learning from it and bouncing back quickly. So it sounds like mm -hmm. that was one of those moments for you. Yeah, you can't. Somebody did give me some great advice about feeling like you failed or something was a mistake. There's no mistakes and there's no failures. They're only learning processes. So if something doesn't work, you learn, oh, that didn't work. Okay, what can I do different the next time? You have to keep building it. Look at the man, you know, look at like how the airplane was created and how many times they tried, you know, to get to fly and crashed and kept going and tried different things and that didn't work and they kept going until they got it. Now everybody's flying everywhere. So a lot of times we give up too fast. We listen to people that we shouldn't listen to. Um, you can't talk to someone who doesn't see your vision and you definitely can't look at anything as a failure. 
you're here to learn. You come to this planet to basically just learn as much as you can and enjoy the ride. So there's no failing at it. It's just things that you have to redirect and do something a little different. Hey guys, so as many of you know, I got married in August 2017. And when it came time to make a wedding website, I turned to Squarespace. Squarespace allows you to customize the look and feel of your website with just a couple of clicks. And you have your pick of beautiful templates created by world-class designers, plus free and secure hosting. So we were able to snag our wedding hashtag, Okome Ever After, as our URL through Squarespace, and it made everything come together seamlessly, including RSVPs. Not only that, but it was optimized for mobile, which is how most of our friends access the site. So whatever your next big idea or project might be, you can count on Squarespace to help you create an eye-catching online platform that brings it all to life. Maybe you need a site to sell your products or even create your own wedding website. Squarespace gives you everything you need to look like a pro right from the start. Head over to squarespace.com for your free trial today and enter offer code HUSTLEPRO10 to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And now if you were speaking to a young entrepreneur who, like you, is very gifted, very talented at beauty, styling, and they want to get going, um, where's the first place you would tell them to start? Well, I think, you know, after you, of course, had your license, nowadays everything's about social media. And a lot of people are very, uh, they're like, they're, they're kind of on the fence about it. They don't want to post this and that, and my, they don't want their lives on. You don't have to put your life, when you're creating a business, you want to put your business out. People are looking at numbers. They're looking at numbers because you have something benefit their business too. So it's good if you take a picture of your work so that people know what you can do. It's a good way to market yourself. And you want to have a good picture, like you want to get a good camera and you want to make sure, you know, if you don't have your own personal photographer at home, that you're able to take really good photos or your phone is a good phone to take good pictures. And you want to post and you definitely want to make sure you shout out the brands that you use so that they can see how you're working with a product. And that's anything. That's not just hair or makeup. That's pretty much anything. If you're a skateboarder, if you, you know, sell shoes, whatever it is, you want to definitely make sure that you are taking photos of people enjoying what it is that you do for them and you post that. That's great advice. And speaking of physical products, now you have created an awesome, awesome detangling brush for natural women. Talk to us about that process, like realizing the problem, deciding you were going to create the solution and then actually getting it manufactured. That brush is once again, like, so like I said, I'm 4C. Everything for me starts there. And I always look out for the 4C girls because you know, they always feel like their hair is so difficult. So I want to make their job easy. Uh, that brush was uh, basically came from a brush that I had been working with for a while that I wanted to improve, a brush that the uh, jockeys used to use to brush out the horse's mane and everything like that. And so I started fooling with it and working with it and trying different ones. And I said, you know, this is really good on our texture but it's just not sturdy and it, and it just needed some improvements. So I went to my lab and I drew up some stuff and, you know, and then I had one of my illustrators draw up more and basically took it to a manufacturer and they're like, yeah, we can do that. 
And they made that brush so well. And what's so incredible about the brush is it opens up and moves with your hair so it doesn't rip any hair out. It also will define your curls or your coils or your kinks too when you're using it and you have conditioner like along with it. So when you pull out your favorite conditioner and you put my brush with it, it makes your job so much easier. Little kids love it. They're not running from their mom anymore when it's time to get their hair brushed or detangled or washed. They can do it themselves. I found out from some of the women that the men are also using it on their beards and they love it. So I'm really happy and proud about that brush. And just the fact that this is another plus about the brush. When it's time for you to get a trim, the brush kind of lets you know because when you're brushing through your hair, it'll pause in the area that needs to be trimmed and then it'll release it. It'll release that into your actual pattern. But it'll pause and let you know, like, it's time mm-hmm. for you to get that trim, you know. So it's it's definitely a, a, an incredible brush. Like, I, I love that brush. And I'm so glad that so many women and children are discovering it. Yeah, I love that brush. I have it in my bathroom. And let me tell you something else. It's so funny. I just started another business called Texture Management. And that's done with me and my business partner, Ursula Simpson. Uh, We are both hairstylists, cosmetologists, and she also does makeup. And we have about six different stylists and three makeup artists. We have uh, an actual wardrobe stylist, too, now which is great. We got a lady that does microblading and we just put together this wonderful team uh, that we send out basically and place them for a lot of the entertainment industry people because a lot of the actresses now are going natural and there's just not enough hairstylists that understand natural hair to service them. So I put together a great team of talented experts and uh, we send them out and it's texture management. So you'll see more stuff coming from that. And that's my management company. That is such a natural next stage in your business. Did you find that as you're working, you are thinking more and more about the future and the, and ways to branch out? Definitely. Definitely. You're always going to think more about the future, especially as we get older. And you definitely want to think about ways that you can retire and retire happily, you know? And so that's that. The brush is great. I have some other things coming up next year that you and I will probably gather again and talk about. Uh, And this management company is awesome because it helps me to support other hairstylists and makeup artists and people in the industry by providing work for them. And I love that part. That's probably my favorite part of this whole thing that I've just created is that I can help other women and men and people to like really have work and support their lifestyle. Um, We're also going to be teaching classes once a month on how to brand yourself and how to just be an expert at what you do and be professional. We need more professional people. Now, we've talked a lot about things that went well and things that flowed smoothly, especially with your experience at BET and your exposure there. But what didn't go well? What went wrong on this path? Well, we all have to learn lessons a certain kind of way in order for us to really get them. And I remember saying, you know, a lot of black folks, (laughs) I'll just say it, don't really know what to charge a lot of times or how to charge and how to ask for what they want. We feel like if you have that conversation, it will turn people off and they won't want to work with you or do anything. But that's a bad way to look at stuff. Everything has an energy 
around it. And so when you are scared of asking for what you deserve, then you're creating a fear-based business and that's not how you want to create your business. And I remember saying, I want to learn more about keeping tabs on my money and my business because that's what Oprah told us back in the day. I don't know if you remember that. Like, you know, we're like, oh, she's got people. So they handle it. And somebody's like, no, but she says it's good to know your own stuff. And I was like, well, I don't know how that lesson is going to come. And I'm not going back to school for business at this age. I said, okay, God, I need you to show me, you know, how I could get this where I never forget. Well, <laughs> what ended up happening was when I first started off with the brush, there was a company that worked with me and they basically um, were the, they, they offered to manufacture and distribute the brush for me. The contract that was written up was one-sided and I didn't know at the time. And the business manager I had, or I won't say not business manager, but my manager, she seemed like she knew what was going on, but I came to find out she didn't know anything about contracts. So I signed a bad deal mm. and they sold a lot of the brushes and made a lot of money. And they gave me royalty checks that were not correct in numbers. Um, and I had to get out of that deal and get all my brushes. And it cost me a lot of money to do it. A lot of money and attorneys and different things. And I looked up one day when I was stressed about it and simply her reminded myself that I asked to learn about my business. I didn't know the lesson was going to be expensive, but I can tell you right now, I know my business. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but I'm glad that, you know, the lesson came. Out. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it always does work out. You have to look at, you have to find a silver lining in everything in life. If you don't, you just walk around miserable, blaming stuff. And there's no blame. Everything's a blessing. It's it's It always works out. It always does. All righty. So now we're going to transition to the lightning round. Um, you know the deal? You just answer the first thing that comes to mind. Are you ready? Sure. All righty. Number one, what's a resource in your business that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? I think Google is a hugest resource I have. A lot of times people ask you questions about where to go and what to do and how do you find it, but they never go to Google. They never look on the internet first before asking questions. You can pretty much Google anything you want to know about business or yourself and find the answer for the most part or get at least a lead to the answer you're looking for before having to call a bunch of people and rely on them to call you back. Number two, what is a personal habit that has helped you significantly in your business? Uh, well, I have a habit of making sure I put everything back the way I found it, because that way you never forget where you put it, especially when you're doing a lot. <laughs> when you're doing a lot of stuff, you're all over the place and you keep putting your keys in different locations or files in different locations or receipts all over the house. You're not going to be able to find what you need. But if you put everything back and you create a habit of putting it back exactly the way you found it, exactly in that one drawer or that one file, you'll always know where to find it when you need it. Number three, what's the best book or podcast episode that you've consumed this year? Uh, I still am on this one book called uh, Creating Money, Keys to Abundance. And I always kind of refer back to that. It's a really resourceful book by a woman named Sanaya Roman. And I love that book. I always refer to that. I always tell people to pick it up. It helps a lot of people understand how to create their business and how not to worry about what's going to happen next in their life as it relates to business. Number four, how does one break into and stand out in the beauty and natural hair space? 
by making sure that you are in the right places, uh, meaning that you want to go to events where uh, you can learn how to interact with people in a way. So like they have conferences, there's really great conferences all over town. There's really great hair and makeup and different things, anything you want to know, they have expert classes that you can take. And those classes are people that you can connect with that will take you into the next field of what you do. So you're always looking to make connections with people, but not in a thirsty way and more of a humbling way, like, hi, this is what I do and I'm admiring what you do. How can I learn more about this? How can I get more into this. So that's the way you come at people, not, hey, what do you do? Oh yeah, well, I'm trying to do that too. And you know, you wanna come and ask for people's help to learn more and to be a part of the industry that you're trying to be in. People come to me all the time and they wanna, and that's how I started Texture Management is because they wanna get into the entertainment field. So in my, what I know, I wanna share that and, and help other people. Number five, What's your parting advice for fellow women entrepreneurs who want to be their own boss, but are worried about losing a steady paycheck? It's really um, you having to believe in yourself at the end of the day. No one can tell you, oh, if you leave this job, this job over here is going to guarantee you that you'll be a millionaire. Only you can guarantee that. Only you can know that that will happen depending on your determination and hard work. But what I usually tell people is a lot of times growing up, especially if you go to church, you really learn how to believe, 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 believe. But rarely do people step out of believing into knowing. When you step out of believing into knowing, that's when success really happens. When you know that something's gonna happen or know that you cannot fail, know that this is what you want and it's gonna happen and come happen for you, then you're stepping out of believing. Believing sometimes keep people hoping. And when you stay in hope, you kind of wondering if it's going to happen. You have the power to make it happen. You just have to create it. It's almost like a, it's an invisible resource that's built in and we don't even know it and we don't use it often enough. And that's why people say, oh, they only use 10 percent. You know, it's been said we only use 10 percent of our brand power. It's really only 10 percent of the guy given power, the power you've been given when you came here to create things just by thoughts. And so we need to manifest more from being creative in our thoughts by knowing that we can. That is such a strong and great note to end on. Felicia, what's the best way that we can connect with you after this episode? You can find me um, a bunch of places. You can Google my name and I'm all over the world. <laughs> so I can be anywhere in your town. But Loving Your Hair is my Instagram loving your hair. Um, my Facebook fan page is loving your hair with natural care workshop. So there's that. And also you can just simply um, send me an email, loving your hair care at Gmail. Wow. Thank you. That's so generous of you. Well, thank you so much for joining us in the guest chair today, Felicia. Thank you. I enjoyed every bit of it. I hope I can come back again. Yes, we will have you back anytime you want to. Thank you for the gems. And there you have it, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. 
If you want to hear more from me, head on over to sidehustlepro.co forward slash side hustle corner to get my weekly side hustle diaries chronicles about my own journey from passion project to profitable business. And if you want to find me online, I'm at side hustle pro on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Don't forget to join the side hustle pro Facebook community. Go to sidehustlepro.co forward slash mastermind. And as always, if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.